Welcome back to An Audience of One by Gen Diversity, in which we deliver spiritually uplifting and motivational content to individuals who may feel like they've made too many mistakes, or that they're beyond redemption, and to encourage them that it's never too late, that there's always an opportunity to change, that they can decide to change, that they can make improvements in their life, that they can correct their character, improve their relationship with God, that they can continue to chase their goals, and be the person that the world needs them to be. As you strive for self-improvement, you're going to face many trials and difficulties as you work towards your goals. And many of these difficulties are going to be outside of your control. So you're going to have to continue to strive and work hard despite the difficulties that the world throws at you. And although there are going to be many things that are outside of your control, there's also going to be many things that are within your control. And you're going to want to control the things that you can control to the extent that you're capable of. And while you strive to accomplish these goals, you really need to try to create an environment that is conducive for success. And your environment is going to be made up of people, places, and things that are going to have a huge impact on your ability to strive towards your goals. Now, we've already talked about how pivotal it is to make sure that you have the right people around you and that you get rid of the wrong people that are going to be detractors in your life. We've also talked about how important it is to control or to try to mitigate the damages of the physical places that you're going to frequent. Today we want to discuss the things you surround yourself with and the way in which you interact with them as they are also going to affect your ability to work towards self-improvement. The first possession that we want to speak about is something that you might spend your entire life working towards and a considerable amount of your time living in, which is your home. While we may think of our home as a place, it's also a possession that can consume people. So many people spend their lives working just to purchase a home or to maintain a home. But it's important that we don't build a castle while forgetting the people who reside inside of it. Because sometimes your possessions become a trial for you and you lose sight of the bigger picture. You become obsessed with this structure because of the way that it makes you feel. You're overly concerned with how it reflects your capabilities and your self-worth and your value. But the people inside of the home, including yourself, are way more important and way more valuable than the structure itself. You may find yourself at some point needing to walk away from that home if it in and of itself or you're working to keep it is causing you to lose yourself, your character, or your loved ones. Now, inside of that home and outside of your home, you really have to start being critical of the possessions that you have. Now, from an overview, you really have to be careful that you don't just continue to collect things. And that can come from different angles. The first and foremost is that if you're being consumed by collecting things, you're most likely wasting a lot of time and a lot of money cluttering up your home and your personal spaces instead of putting that time and that energy and that money towards self-improvement. Which brings up the second point that you want to have a clean and organized space. And that's going to be really difficult to have if you're cluttering up your personal spaces with all this stuff, most of which is probably just collecting dust. And if you're working towards your goals seriously, you're not going to have a lot of time for all of these things that you're collecting. A lot of it can just be a complete distraction to what you're trying to do. It's important that you clean your life out of items that are no longer in use or no longer of use to your current set of goals. You want to have things that are of value to you and your current set of goals. Anything that's going to help you along the way, these are the things that you want to have. These are the things that you want to be in possession of. But you want to be free of all of the things that are not of value to your goals, that are detrimental to your goals, and that are going to hold you back. Anything that is going to deter you or prevent you along the way, these are the things that you want to get rid of. 
And then there's also gonna be a lot of things that are in a gray area, and that's gonna be because of how you use them. Many items have dual or multiple uses, and the usage of each item is really gonna be dependent upon the intention of the one who's using it. One person may use it for harm, the other may use it for good. A great example of this are screens. Nearly every human on the planet now has access to multiple screens that they can use. And while this is a great advancement of society, they come with a lot of different uses, some of which are absolutely wonderful, and others are extremely detrimental and downright horrible. Our flat screen TVs are bigger and better than ever, and in and of themselves are absolutely harmless. But depending on how you use them could positively or negatively impact your ability to refine yourself and your character. Shows and movies are now more accessible than ever. Sometimes it can be great to just sit back, relax, and watch an excellent production just for the mere purpose of entertainment or for artistic or cultural appreciation. On the flip side, some of these movies and shows are filled with such filth and moral degradation of any sense of good character. So you have the problem that not all of the content actually has positive messages. It's not just the adult content or the explicit material. Sometimes the problem is that this content is actively trying to attack your belief systems and your code of conduct. And sometimes it's not just the negative content that you find inside of these programs, it's the way in which you consume the content. Because we have such easy access now to movies and TV shows, we've introduced this concept of binge watching, where you're marathoning seasons back to back to back and consuming hours and days and weeks of your time that could be used to working towards achieving personal goals and bettering your situation. And then if you're binge watching all of this negative content, the reality is that the more and more of this that you consume, the more that it's gonna affect your character, the more that it's gonna affect your morale, the more that it's gonna affect your actions. Now, with regards to all of these different streaming options, whether it's Prime or Netflix or HBO or Hulu or any other platform that's out there, the easiest thing is to just cut everything out. Cut it all out and start focusing on producing instead of consuming. Because if you're going to give your goals even the slightest bit of a chance, you're gonna to wanna to put 100% of your effort towards them. Now there's definitely out there content that's worth consuming, whether it's on an entertainment level or for artistic or cultural value. But at the end of the day, what you wanna focus on is producing. And what you wanna avoid is this content consuming you. Once you're done talking about flat screens, you can start looking at computers. Very, very similar because a lot of us will also watch a lot of these streaming services on our computers, so the same rules apply. There's also the added aspect of just going down the rabbit hole on internet searches or shopping online. And again, it's not that any of these things are bad in and of themselves. It's just that you have to take a step back and start evaluating what content are you consuming and to what extent are you consuming it? Because some stuff is bad. Some stuff is good. Some stuff is bad, not because it's bad in and of itself, but because it's consuming all of your time when you could be more productive somewhere else. Now, the worst of this category are our phones. Most people are addicted to phones and they unfortunately don't even realize that they're addicted and they wouldn't want to admit that they're addicted to them. But many people are grabbing for their phones more often than addicts are grabbing for their substance. And if you want to test if you're addicted to it or not, just try putting it down for a while. Try not going to the bathroom with it. And if you find yourself having difficulty doing that, you're probably addicted to that screen. 
And most oftentimes people are spending more time in the bathroom than they need because they're just scrolling through their phone when they should be just taking care of business and getting out of there. It's something that we need every moment of our lives just to get our fix. We're checking our messages, we're checking our emails, we're checking our Instagram reels, our YouTube shorts, we're checking out TikTok, we're looking through Twitter. There's just so much of this content that's on these phones that we're getting little dopamine hits from that we're looking at over and over and over and over again that it's consuming our lives. It's so constant that you're ignoring yourself, you're ignoring your issues, you're ignoring the people around you, you're ignoring the society that no longer exists around us, and it's gotten to the point where everyone's forgotten that we actually used to exist without these things. It's not that we don't know that, it's that we've gotten to a point where we almost can't imagine ourselves living in such a world. Social media has been particularly damaging. It's probably one of the worst inventions that mankind has seen to date. Maybe not in and of itself, but definitely because of the way in which it's used by the vast majority of people. And I get it. There's an enormous amount of benefit of content on YouTube, even on Instagram. But unfortunately, the vast majority of us just continue to scroll and scroll with no end in sight. Even with the beneficial content, right? At the end of the day, if you're just scrolling through beneficial content and all you follow is beneficial pages and you just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll, there's no end to the beneficial content that's out there. Like literally, there's no end to it. There's so much benefit that you could sit there and just consume beneficial content to the extent that you forget to actually act on the beneficial content. You're listening to so many motivational talks that you forget to do the things that you're being motivated to do. Or you're watching so many tutorials on how to do this and how to do that that you never actually do it. And again, instead of going out there and producing, you're allowing these apps to consume you. It's not that any of these things are bad in and of themselves, right? But it's how you're using them. You have to take a step back and ask, am I using these devices to benefit myself? Or am I just allowing these devices to consume me, to consume my time? And are they filling me with beneficial content? Or are they filling me with suggestive ideas to contradict my moral code of character, to contradict my code of ethics, my belief system, my faith? Unfortunately, so few of us are using our phones and these social media apps purely for beneficial purposes. And they are filled with harmful content whether it be explicit material or whether it be the overconsumption of useless material or even the overconsumption of beneficial material that prevents us from actually doing the beneficial things it calls us to. And this constant scrolling for little dopamine hits is really harmful for our brains. The constant sitting with a bad posture and bending our neck looking at these phones is harmful to our physical bodies. The constant staring at the screens, especially at a high brightness in darkness as you sit in a room is bad for your eyes. And the filth that you're inevitably gonna be exposed to is damaging as it slowly chips away at your soul. Your access to filthy material is literally a click away. Even the social media apps that have beneficial content is filled with so much stuff that is questionable at best and downright evil at worst. And unfortunately, many of us have become addicted to just staring at these screens. We think we're consuming content, but it's consuming us. Something that's very much attached to our phones, which is our headphones. We have to think about how we use our headphones and what it is that we're consuming through our ears. You are going to become what you listen to, 
just as much as you're going to become what you watch. There's a lot of beneficial content. There's also a lot of harmful content. And sure, you're an adult. You have intellect. You have the ability to discern between what is right and what is wrong. But why do you consume what is wrong? And if you continuously, over an extensive period of time, listen to this content, then eventually it is going to have an impact on you. Another category of screens, and you're talking about the use of game consoles, whether it's Xbox or PlayStation, and the games that are out now are absolutely amazing. The graphics are beyond what we could have ever imagined when game consoles first came out. The storylines are so good, they're inspiring TV shows and movies, and the worlds are so in-depth that it's making people start to think that maybe simulation theory is actually a reality. And again, these could be a nice source of entertainment, but it is very easy to dump 200 hours into Call of Duty, running around, killing squads, stealing their gear, or camo grinding. But what could you have accomplished with all of those hours had you put it towards something that was productive? Towards you, towards your life, towards improving your character, towards improving your spirituality. But instead, you dumped it into a game that there is no end to. On top of that, with some of these games, there is a lot of extremely questionable and suggestive content that is just clearly not beneficial to one's character or to one's soul. Now you might say, it's just a game, which it is. But if you start adding up all of these little micro environments that we've been talking about, you trying to control, eventually this adds up. And when you add up all of these different factors, it can slowly but surely have a major impact on you, on who you are, and on how you conduct yourself. At the end of the day, nearly every item, object, or device is going to have multiple uses to it. And the judgment on that item in and of itself is going to be dependent upon how you use that item and to the extent that you use that item. Because something may be used for good, but it may also be used for evil. You have a car. You could drive it to the bar or you could drive it to a class. It really depends on what you're using it for. Sometimes it's not the usage of the item, but it's the duration of your usage of that item. Sometimes it can be fun to just sit back and relax and watch a movie. But binge watching all of the seasons of Narcos or Game of Thrones or the next big show is going to rob you of precious time that you could be using to better yourself in your situation. Now you also have to think about things that you consume like food. Now diet is another lecture entirely, but suffice to say that what you eat and how much you eat is going to have an effect on how you look, how you feel, and your actual physical health. Now, how you look and how you feel in your overall health is going to have an impact on your attitude, on your morale, on your motivation, and your ability to conduct yourself at the highest levels possible. Your house is stocked with food, but what type of food? Is it junk food? Is it all processed? Are the ingredients list as long as a CVS receipt? Do you have to sit down and watch a movie in order to eat the type of food that you have in the closet? Does it discourage productive behavior? For example, if one of your goals, which one of your goals should be to get in peak physical condition, then does having cabinets of junk food really help progress that goal? When you spend a day or a weekend eating all that food, does it make you want to get after it more? Or does it cause you to hit the efforts because you screwed up and now you feel overweight and fat and, well, I failed? Might as well just give up and have some more. This isn't to suggest a specific diet, at least not here. At the end of the day, again, we're just talking about you've got a lot of things. 
And you need to start being critical of, is this helping me progress towards my goals or is this holding me back? Is this going to in the future discourage me or encourage me to get after it? You have to realize that there's thousands of little opportunities to have small successes that over time are gonna accumulate to helping you progress forward. But likewise, there are a lot of opportunities there for you to continue to fail in small ways, and that's eventually gonna accumulate as well. And you don't want these small things to discourage you. When we're talking about things you consume, we wanna talk about drugs and alcohol. You know this subject better than most, so there's absolutely no fooling you that whatever benefit someone may try to argue exists for these substances, that the harms clearly and definitively outweigh any benefits that someone may argue exist. Alcohol leaves you inhibited at best and incapacitated at worst. It's absolutely harmful for your health. It's harmful to your character. It's harmful through your actions to the people around you. It lowers your inhibitions and it puts you in positions to compromise your code of conduct. The same can be said if not worse for drug use. They're harmful to your health, physically and mentally. Now someone will always get upset and start defending marijuana, but the reality is that it is not a productive substance. And now someone will always try to point to some anecdotal evidence of some person who's productive while using that substance. But the reality is that they were successful if they were successful, despite using it, not because of it. And the worst thing that this country did in recent memory is the legalization of marijuana. And I'm absolutely certain that eventually history will show that. A lot of people will hate the idea of leaving off drugs and alcohol, mainly because they're addicted to these substances, despite the fact that they would argue till they're blue in the face that they're not addicted to these substances, despite the fact that they just can't stop. And their only excuse is that they don't want to, but if they wanted to, they could. And you know this better than anyone because you've been there. And I could do an entire series on the harms of drugs and alcohol, but that's not our place right here, right now. But if you're hung up on the idea of drugs and alcohol being harmful and having no benefit to you or your life or your goals, then I'll give you my best argument outside of spiritual evidence, medical evidence, or even legal data, which is this. Let's say you're high or drunk and one of your loved ones starts screaming and you find out that they're critically injured and they're absolutely 100% depending on you to save their life, to administer CPR, to rush them to the hospital, and they are going to die if you do not save them. And now you have to save them, but you are in no condition to help them and you are in no condition to get them help because you are incapacitated and you are not 100%, which is needed. Could be your wife, could be your child, could be your parent. Think of the last time you were really messed up. Could you have administered CPR? Could you have rushed them to the hospital safely without killing them yourself or someone else? Could you have pulled someone from a burning home? Because you never know, you never know when you are going to be needed to function at 100% because an emergency has happened. Emergencies don't call and schedule on your Google Calendar. They happen when you least expect them to happen. And could you live with yourself if you were unable to render support because you were inebriated, because you felt it was too important to you at the time to get drunk 
or to get high. Emergencies happen when you don't expect them to. If I had to save a loved one, I would want to be able to function at full capacity. And I wouldn't be able to live with myself if a loved one, or any human being for that matter, needed my help in a life or death situation because I couldn't control my desire to get drunk or to get high. I think you should want to have full functionality over your body and over your mind. But sometimes people feel like they need drugs and alcohol in order to relax, in order to cope with the stresses of life. And instead of dealing with the issues that we have, we mask them. We dull our wits to them. They don't help. They dull your mind. They dull your senses. They waste your time. They waste your money. Like I said, a whole series could be put together on the harms of drugs and alcohol. But you'd be lucky to put together more than a sentence of their benefits. They have no place in the possession or use of someone who's trying to change their life and improve it. Because you need full mental capacity and physical functionality to get done what you need to get done. And doing otherwise is only going to slow you down. And even if it only slows you down slightly, what does that say about your commitment to yourself and to your goals? The idea here isn't to be too rigid with anything. The idea is to start intensifying your efforts to refine your character and constantly evaluate what is best for your self-improvement. What is best for developing your character? What is best for developing your spirituality and your relationship with God? If you're listening to music that's encouraging you to sleep around, how do you expect it to not have an effect on you? And if you don't think it has an effect on you at all, why are you listening to it? Help us make this make sense. You enjoy listening to things that encourage you to do things you don't think are morally acceptable for you to indulge in? And this is just one example for which you could extrapolate many. As a person who's trying to improve themselves and their character, you should have books. You should read daily if possible. Content to improve and increase your knowledge in areas of importance and areas of ignorance. If you have a man cave that's filled with different bottles of liquor, you're probably going to drink. If your man cave is filled with books, you're probably going to read. There are, of course, books that could be detrimental, but at the end of the day, you have to start discerning for yourself what is right and what is wrong, what is going to contribute to your progress and what is going to be detrimental to it. Again, there's a level of recreation that's needed, but some things are better left alone. You should have access to exercise equipment. Your health and your fitness have a major impact on your quality of life, on your motivation, and so it's important that you surround yourself with things that are going to encourage you and remind you to improve your physical fitness. You might want to strategically place different items so that throughout your day you're encouraged by your yoga mat or your dumbbells or your jump rope or any other equipment that might encourage you to do any level of physical activity on a consistent basis. There are many others, but these are just some of the examples that we can use to start the process of evaluating the things that we surround ourselves with that make up our environment and are encouraging us or discouraging us from improving ourselves, improving our character, improving our spiritual connection with God, and chasing after our goals. One of the things that you realize when you start talking about all of these different things is the importance of intention and how you use the items that you have. What do you intend to do with that? As so many items 
have multiple uses for them. What are you listening to? As there's so many things you could listen to. Are you listening to slut pop? Or are you listening to audiobooks? What are you watching on your screens? Are you watching explicit material? Or are you watching tutorials on a new skill? Is your car driving you to the bar or to a training session? The idea here isn't to create an exhaustive list of what you should have tucked away at home or in the office, but it's to start the process of just being critical of what it is that you have in your possession. Are these things beneficial to you or are they harmful? Are they bringing you closer to your goals or are they holding you back? Your path to success is greatly going to be affected by the environment in which you strive towards that success. And God did not create any man or woman of two hearts. Your heart is going to be attached towards things that encourage good. Or your heart is going to be attached to things that encourage evil. It cannot and will not be attached to both. So it's up to you to decide what do you want to encourage your heart to be attached to.